0: Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the 59th Minute FPL Podcast, which is brought to you by Fantasy Football Scout. I'm Mark McGettigan, you'll find me on social media at FPL General. Game Week 17 is behind us, and we're looking ahead to blank Game Week 18 in this episode. No fixture for Manchester City or Brentfords. We have a rare Thursday FPL deadline this week, 6.30pm UK time, so don't get caught out by that one. It might be a good idea this week to set a reminder on your phone. Due to the Thursday deadline, this will be the only episode for Game Week 18, but I am hoping to get an episode recorded at some point over the weekend before the Boxing Day fixtures. In today's show, the running order will be a quick review of Game Week 17, a look at the player minutes from the weekend's, we have a hat trick of 59th minute shoutouts, which I'm very excited to mention. A watchlist update, stats that caught my eye, listener questions, and we'll finish with a look at captaincy and potential transfers. <music> a quick review of game week 17. I took my f- second minus four of the season selling Hallands and Nakamba and used all of that Erling Halland cash, not all of it, but a good chunk of it, to bring in Bakayo Saka, who have been trying to buy for quite a while now, having sold them around game Week 8. Dominic Solanke also came in. Solanke is currently in my team with 6 points. We still don't know what's going to happen with the points from that Bournemouth Luton game, but the main thing is we wish Tom Lockyer a speedy recovery after that horrible incident at the weekend. So, at the moment, I'm on 65 minus 4, which is 61 points, 75k, small green arrow to 71k. That could change depending on how things shake out. I've got Anthony Gordon as a first sub with 6 points. So if Solanke does go to 0, Gordon will come in with 6. Elsewhere, Turner blanked in goal, and I've got goalkeeper problems with Johnston injured as well. We'll talk about that later. Do I make a transfer there or not? With just two weeks to go before the wild card. Poro with an 8-pointer, good to see him pick up a few bonus points. Gabriel and Shimakis both came up good with clean sheets as well, but could end up selling one of those guys this week for a more expensive defender. Heungman-Son blanked, that doesn't bother me too much, still a good pick longer term. Palmer was the hero with 14 points. Saka blanked as soon as he came in, did get the assist awarded. I was out and about seeing Santa at the weekend and checked the scores, seen that Saka had an assist, put my phone back in the pocket and was pretty happy. Then it wasn't until that night I was looking at the FPL website again and I thought, why is Saka on three points? Did Did he get three yellow cards or something? But unfortunately the assist was removed. I do think it was the correct decision, Haven't seen the goal. Captain Salah blanked Watkins with another goal and three bonus points. Solanke with a six if he stays there. And Julian Alvarez failed his audition again. I say an audition, he's been there for a lifetime. No game week, no game this week, so it's about time... He left my team soon, although he might hang on until the wild card. But been pretty disappointing as a long term holder of Julian Alvarez. And like I said, on the bench, Gordon's there with six, Gusto and Bayer are there as well, and Johnston. So overall, the squad is in decent shape for next game week. We got confirmation at the weekend that Brighton manager Roberto De Zerbi is a listener of the 59th Minute podcast because he treated us to a hat-trick of substitutions in the dreaded 59th Minute. So Evan Ferguson... James Milner and Adam Blalana were all taken off before the 60-minute mark. And that's actually Ferguson's second appearance. And while I was looking through the minutes, I've got a little document with all the players who get 59-minute appearances this season and in previous seasons. Brighton have, I think, now six players this campaign so far. So does there be lessons? He enjoys the buzz of hearing his players being mentioned after the game week. Milner and Lalana join the club. Welcome, guys. Those two have been dicing with death. I think they've got a few 57s and 58s, maybe a 61 in there as well. So they finally make it just in time for the Christmas party. Notable mentions elsewhere across the league for Castagna and Andreas Pereira at Fulham. They just about made it to 60. Gravenbirch also 60 minutes for Liverpool. Saboslice 61 at Aston Villa, Cash and Diabe we back in the starting 11, but both players substituted after 64 minutes. And then there was injury issues for Fabian Scheer at Newcastle, 13 minutes. Joe Linton with 35. Brennan Johnson only managed 31 minutes for Tottenham and Ducuri came off at halftime for Everton as well. So keep an eye on those four for injury updates ahead of the next game week. I say keep an eye for updates. We're probably not going to have too many press conferences given that it's a Thursday deadline. We've got one game Thursday. I think it's one game Friday. So we're probably not going to get much, much information for the Saturday games and for the Chelsea game, which I think is Christmas Eve on the Sunday. So that's it for the minutes. Keep an eye on the clocks in game week 18. <laughs> A watch list update now ahead of Game Week 18 and Game Week 19. So, my watch list is slightly different than what it would usually be because it's very short term focused, given that it's very likely that it's going to be a wildcard built for Game Week 20. So, I'm really only looking to buy players this week for a two game week horizon. So, fixtures play a big part here. Players remove, first of all, Udogi, who picked up a suspension. Not wouldn't have been looking to bring him in anyway because I fancy possibly a second Tottenham attacker, players like Kulisevski and Richarlison, rather than doubling up Udogi and Pedro Poro. Also removed Pautores because he's got some kind of injury niggle. So that's not a player I'm looking to bring in the short term. I'll come back and look at him again on a wildcard game week 20. Sinesi's gone also. Again, four yellows. Not looking to bring him in for two game weeks. Dukuri's gone because of his injury issues as well. The same goes for Brennan Johnson. I've also removed the Wolves, Wolves guys, Huang and Cunha. Don't love their fixtures in the next two game weeks. I still think both players are absolutely fine longer-term picks, although Huang does have the Asian Cup in January. And Raul Jimenez has removed himself from the watch list after his red card in the most recent game week. Players added Dubravka is back on the watch list. I removed him last week because I thought I wouldn't be making a goalkeeper transfer in the next week or two. But given Turner had a very poor performance I'm worried that he could be dropped again so I'm going to weigh up whether it's worth making a goalkeeper transfer this week and it would probably be a minus four but Newcastle do have two good fixtures. I don't have any Newcastle defenders at the moment so I'm open to the idea of a minus four for Dubravka for two weeks if it's possible, that my goalkeeper position could get zero points in those two game weeks, if Turner gets dropped. So hopefully some more information on Turner before the deadline, which is unlikely, so I might just need to make a call on that one myself. Players, a few more players added. Trent Alexander Arnold, he's been absolutely smashing it in recent game weeks. Another nine-pointer in the most recent game week. And with a lot of cash freed up for those who sold Erling Haaland, it's much easier to get to Alexander-Arnold. Now I still don't think I'm going to go there for the next two game weeks difficult fixture coming up, so there's another defender I've got my eye on instead. Richarlison added to the watch list. probably should have added him last week when I added Kulisevsky and Brennan Johnson on the score sheet again, good to see him back on the pitch good to see him scoring goals and is definitely emerging as an interesting FPL pick, especially when Youngman Son goes away, I think a lot of people will make a straight swap from Son to Richarlison I think it was Luke Disable a few months ago said it's going from Sun to Richardless and it's like evolving a Pokemon. That you know, just mention his name there, maybe think of that again. So, hopefully, it will be an upgrade when people make that move. Raheem Sterling has also been added, he's been on and off the watch list a lot this season. I've got Palmer, as many people do, and again, I'm looking for short term two week punts. And I always like Sterling as kind of a high upside differential when most other people won't buy him. So he's back in my thoughts now as a short-term option. But again, because of other positions in the team, in defence and goalkeeper, which I think is probably my weak area going into game week 18, Sterling probably won't make it this week. But I might look at him as a one-week punt in game week 19. The final player out this week is Callum Wilson. So Isak is having a few issues if he continues to have those issues, Callum Wilson is a tempting differential as well for either two game weeks or just that one game week in game week 19. Newcastle have very good fixtures in the next two. So all eyes, there is midweek games this week in the Carabao Cup, so keep that in mind as well. Newcastle do play, so we'll get some more information on their strikers in that one. So that's the watch list updated ahead of the weekend's action. A few stats now from game week 17 from the Fantasy Football Scout members area. Defenders, first of all, Trent Alexander-Arnold, six chances created. His underlying numbers have been much better in recent game weeks. Pedro Porro and Shimekas both created three chances each, so happy to see that as an owner of both players. Trent Alexander-Arnold also had four goal attempts, so very good number, six chances created, four goal attempts. And Toffolo at Nottingham Forest, who's been popping up and passing the eye test over the last couple of weeks. He had three goal attempts in that fixture. On to the midfielder numbers. Paqueta, six chances created. I think he had three assists in that game. Decent option, but I don't think anyone's going to buy a Paqueta. We can buy a Jared Bowen or a Kudus instead. Martinelli and Salah. Both created five chances, so better numbers this week for Martinelli. Salah's usually up there. Odegaard and Anthony Gordon also created four chances. So Gordon's a popular pick. Good create chance creation numbers. And Odegaard has been looking very good in recent game weeks as well. And the numbers back that up. Mohamed Salah had six goal attempts, so we were unlucky as captainers. Palmer... Odegaard and Miguel Almiron all registered five goal attempts each. So Odegaard's in there for chances created and goal attempts this week. Gordon likewise. Gordon had four goal attempts as did Saka and heung Son. So lots of the popular FPL assets. The highly owned players are showing up very well in the statistics this game week. Darwin Nunes, we can't call him a performing FPL asset but he did Create four chances. There's a question about him later. Gabriel Jesus had four goal attempts, three shots in the box, a differential striker for those who are interested. And Callum Wilson, if Isak continues to struggle with fitness, Wilson had four shots in the box in game week 17. <laughs> Before I tackle the listener questions, a quick plug for my Patreon. FPL content creation is my full-time job. If you enjoy the podcast and would like to support me, check out patreon.com forward slash fplgeneral. You'll get iTest podcasts, Thursday night live streams. It's going to be a Wednesday night live stream this week because of the earlier deadline. Q&As, one will be on Thursday this week. Team reveals and more. question time. The first one is from Dominic Hurst. Thank you Dominic for the question. Thoughts on midfield must-haves with upcoming games, especially with the AFCON and Asian Cup looming? So yeah, I think it's going to be around game week 21 to 24, where there will be some disruption because of those international competitions. Who are the must-have midfielders now, and also when those tournaments are on? So The usual suspects, most of them are still performing well. We've got the cheapies in Palmer and Gordon. If you're missing one of those guys, I think it probably makes sense to bring them in. Just they open a lot of doors for other players. They'll make it easier to get Halland back later as well if you've sold them. Saka, who I brought in last game week, I think is just a very good long-term hold. I'm looking at possibly adding Odegaard when I wildcard in the absence of Son and Salah. Jared Bowen, 10 goals for the season now, I think it is, in the league. I need to double-check that, but I think that's right. Very, very consistent. Kudus, obviously, got the two goals, but I still think Jared Bowen is the West Ham attacker to go for if you've got the cash. And then another player that I like, just as an enabler, but maybe you don't go there if you've got Palmer and Gordon, is Douglas Louise at Aston Villa. He was suspended for the most recent game, but lots of routes to points. Penalties, corners, often tries to score from corners, set pieces as well. So, an all-rounder FPL-wise this season and playing for a very, very good Aston Villa team. So, don't forget about him just because he was suspended in the last game. So, again, like I said, it's the usual suspects. Palmer, Gordon, Saka, Bowen probably and then maybe a few differentials who won't be differentials for long. Players like Odegaard and Douglas Louise. Question from Tacky LFC. Tacky says... I love Kudus, but the West Ham fixtures for the next three to four games look really grim. Should I go for him or find an alternative? So, I had a look at the fixtures. and I don't think they're actually that bad in the next three or four. So, Manchester United next, good fixture. Arsenal, tricky fixture. Brighton, good fixture for attackers. Sheffield United, an absolutely fine fixture. So, if you really like Kudus and what he's doing, which I think most of us do at this stage... He's a very good option. I think he's 6.7. He's about a million less than Jared Bowen. So if you can't afford Jared Bowen, Kudus is absolutely fine. And I'm quite high on Bowen this season, but maybe I need to rate Kudus a little bit higher as well. He's right up there as, he may be just as good a pick as Bowen when you factor in the 1 million saving as well. Just a really good addition to West Ham and to the Premier League and he's absolutely smashing it recently. So a very good pick. And quite a nice differential because I think most people won't go there. Most people probably go to Bowen instead. And who knows, Kudu's like the most recent game week, could end up outscoring Jared. Question from Rayo. If we kept Haaland last game week, should we hold on to him? Already used my wild card and Alvarez could be a more useful sell for the long term. Yeah, so if Haaland is still on your team... At this stage, I think it probably does make sense to just keep him and you hope he's back in game week 19 for the Everton fixture. People like myself who sold him and in particular those who sold him and are not wildcard until game week 20 are most likely going to be without Erling Haaland in game week 19. So I kind of decided when I sold him that I'd be comfortable not owning him for the away fixture against Everton and hope he doesn't do too much captain someone else that week and then get him back in for Sheffield United in game week 20. So straight away you could have an Erling Haaland's in game week 19 when some of your many league rivals may not have him so that's certainly one attraction obviously fitness dependent see if he gets any minutes while he's in Saudi Arabia which will help you decide whether you keep him for game week 19 or not but again if you have him already I think you do probably keep him at this stage I think last week was probably the game week to sell him if you were going to do so and certainly Alvarez if you have him to me it makes a lot of sense to move away from him again usual suspects go to Watkins if you've got cash Go to Solanke if you don't, and maybe just maybe Callum Wilson as a differential. But let's see what the minutes tell us about the Newcastle strikers in the cup midweek. Question from Ebby Can Trent and Trippier cover Halland even when he's back? So you get you lose Halland for a while, people start buying expensive defenders and then they start thinking, can this be a long-term strategy? And I still don't think it is because the big one when you Put Trent, Trippier and Haaland in one conversation. The first thing I think about is captaincy. How often are you going to captain Trent or Trippier? You know, probably not too many times. Haaland's almost every week when he's fit again. So, captaincy is a huge factor. So, I think, I would say don't fall into the trap of spending all the Erling Haaland money and then struggling to get him back in. Keep in mind that you're you're probably going to want them. 19 and if not 19, certainly give me 20 for the captaincy if he's fit. So I wouldn't be spreading the cash on Trent and Trippier unless you've got a very specific plan in mind to get Halland back regardless. Question from ex timer. What to do with Isak? I have Watkins and Archer as the other two strikers. Should I switch to Solanke? Again, let's see what happens midweek if Isak's involved. Let's see what his fitness is like. But given that there is you know, niggling concerns there. I think he's been carrying it for a while and they're being careful with him now. There's no issues with Solanke, so I think a switch makes a lot of sense, takes the worry away, Get yourself a player who should start every game over the next couple of games. So Isak to Solanke, I think, is a great transfer if you don't have other bigger fires to fight. Question from FPL Brooklyn, who says, I'm desperate to sell Darwin, but already have Solanke and Watkins. Do I just hold them until I switch to Haaland in 19 or 20 or is there someone else to get good question i think because you already have the two best alternatives in watkins and solanke to you know good performing assets with decent fixtures you probably do hold darwin even though you don't want to you know one more game week game week 18 and then if haaland's back in 19 use the darwin spot to get haaland back and then longer term, you've got a very nice front three of Haaland, Watkins and Solanke. So I know it doesn't make much sense when you say it out loud, keep Darwin for another game week. But just look at him as your ticket back to Erling Haaland as soon as he is available again. Again, Callum Wilson comes into this if there's Isak issues or you could flip it. If Wilson was to pick up an injury soon and, and Esac looked OK midweek, you could Isak as well. So... Lots of information to be gleaned from minutes in those cup games during the week. But certainly, longer term, a front three of Haaland, Watkins and Solanke sounds very good to me. And you just hope that Darwin can do something for you um, in game week 18. Question from FPL Bafana. Do we play our Liverpool and Arsenal defenders, for example, Simakas? Saliba, Gabriel in the Anfield showdown or do we bring in an Aston Villa or Chelsea defender replacing a budget defender to cover them? So straight away when I look at a set of fixtures and I see a fixture like Liverpool versus Arsenal and when I've got two defenders, one from each team, I do not like it. So they're hard games to call and it's even harder to choose one defender to play in my scenario, I've got Gabriel and Chimicas. So, on one hand, you know, my very early first instinct would be, you know, Chimicas has more attacking potential. But then on the flip side, Arsenal are the better defensive side. So, but in short, I would rather probably play neither. And my front seven's looking pretty strong this week. Yes, my goalkeeper is a problem area, but I'm probably going to use my free transfer to sell a defender. So I don't have to start Shimakas and Gabriel. I'd like to take one of those out and get in a more high upside defender with a good fixture. So Trippier is the defender I'm thinking about getting in. But back to the question, would I let let's say I, I don't have a wild card, is this a good week to bring in an Aston Villa or Chelsea defender and then play them in this game week? and maybe in future game weeks as well. I think it is, If you you know, my scenario again, if I ha, if I didn't have a wild card, I like the idea of selling a buyer or a Gusto or a Cabore or something like that. And then you can bring in a Pau Torres, fitness dependent, because he did go off with the knock and he's yellow flagged. Um, maybe a Diego Carlos. Uh, I still like Colwell at Chelsea, picked up the clean sheet in the most recent game week. So I do like that. You know, let's say Pau Torres is fit. You bring him in or Colwell, you play them this week and then you bench Shimakis or Saliba or Gabriel, and in long term, you've got a fourth good defender in your team. So I do like that idea. Again, if there's no other issues in midfield or attack, or in the goalkeeper position for that matter. Question from Dan. Do I swap Udogi or Anderson for Pedro Poro this week? So despite Anderson having tricky fixtures... I would probably sell the suspended Udogi for Poro. And the reason for that is, rather than getting Poro for Anderson and having double Spurs defence, chances are you probably have heung Son as well or might be trying to buy him. Selling Udogi opens your door for a Charlison or Kulusevski or Brennan-Johnson if you want to triple up on Spurs with two attackers instead of two defenders, which I think is the better play. So Udogi for Poro and just keep Anderson on the bench. Question from Historian FPL, is Dan Byrne now a good pick at 4.4? I'm not sure, I've got some pause on this one. First of all, there was some comments from Byrne himself, I think, that said, in an ideal scenario, he, would have, he wouldn't have been back for another couple of weeks, but because of the shortage of players at Newcastle, that he was kind of rushed back a wee bit. Now, he probably is fit enough to play most of the games, but whether he does or not is another question. So, if it was any other time of the year, if it was January or February, I'd probably be saying, yeah, fine, go for Dan Byrne. Because it's December, a lot of games coming thick and fast. There's always a risk of him aggravating that injury again or even picking up something else, you know, uh, in relation to that. So, there's plenty of options. Uh, Botman is back now, so he could get a start soon. You know, Fabian share does have an issue but we could see we could see lascellas and botman for example at center back we could see livermento at left back and trippier at right back so I don't think there's a guarantee that Dan burns starts every game so I think at 4.4 million Brings me back to the previous question. An Aston Villa defender or a Chelsea defender I think is probably better than Dan Byrne. Question from FPL Tom. Which of the following goalkeepers would you buy? I need to start banning goalkeeper questions on the podcast. They come in every every week and I give a different answer every week. Such is this season of FPL goalkeepers. Would I buy Dubravka, Petrovic or Leno? Tom says, currently on the Johnston areola double-up which is pure pain at the moment. Dubravka... I think it's fine but you do then have them January concerns that Newcastle could sign a new goalkeeper and there's been a few reports suggesting that they might so I feel like for me it's okay to buy him for two weeks because I can wildcard him out again then or at least get a second goalkeeper in on the wildcard as a backup Petrovic to Chelsea not sure I go there either because F Sanchez is back soon he could easily come back in so process of elimination Leno I still think is a good long term pick but elsewhere you know you've got Pickford I think his next couple of fixtures are not good. But he could just be a long-term set and forget. You've got Neto at Bournemouth. There is there is options out there. But I think we could be in game week 38. And we could could be saying we still don't have a standout goalkeeper this season. So I would probably look to get a new one though. If you're on Johnson and Ariola, you probably do need to pick up a new goalkeeper. So it probably is Leno, Pickford or Neto. Question from John Hyde. Who is the best two-week punt before a Game Week 20 wildcard? So this is something I'm looking at myself as well. When I look at one-week punts or two-week punts, it's always fixture-based. So I had a look at the Scout fixture ticker, looked at just the next two game weeks, which teams have the best fixtures. Newcastle come out on top, and then it's Fulham, Bournemouth, Chelsea who also have good fixtures. So at Newcastle, obviously if you don't have Gordon, you probably go there, but Callum Wilson's an option, maybe someone like an Almiron as a differential. I'm looking to bring in Trippier, possibly. At Fulham then, you could go for a Fulham attacker, possibly one of the midfielders. At Bournemouth, a lot of people have Solanke already, you get him if you don't have him. Tavernier is a differential for the next two game weeks. And then at Chelsea, obviously Palmer if you don't have him. Sterling's a decent differential, and the differential of all differentials is probably Christopher Nkunku, but it's very punty. I think it's probably a game week 19 punt rather than a game week 18 punt because he, he didn't get any minutes off the bench. So they're obviously being very, very careful with him. And when he does get minutes, it's very unlikely to be 90 in the first fixture. So that's where I'd be looking for differentials or, or two week punts Newcastle, Fulham, Bournemouth, and Chelsea. Moving on to captaincy, the bus team and transfer thoughts. Now, captaincy first of all, so obviously we don't have Manchester City assets to choose from this week. Interestingly, I think Kevin De Bruyne was spotted in training today in Saudi, so he's one to keep an eye on and could be a tempting option for the wildcard in a couple of weeks' time. Ollie Watkins for me is the standout captain because he's having a fantastic season. Aston Villa are a brilliant side and they've got a home fixture against Sheffield United on Friday night, so I'm pretty sure that's where my armband will land when the deadline comes on Thursday. Youngman's Son I think is right up there, close second to Ollie Watkins with a home fixture against Everton. I think a lot of people probably will actually go for Son captaincy over Watkins and I think that's absolutely fine. Liverpool play Arsenal so I'm probably swerving that one for the armband Salah and Saka if you want to go there is fine, but when it's fixtures like that, I tend to go elsewhere. And you've also got Solanke as a captaincy option away to Nottingham Forest. But for me, Watkins number one, Youngman's son number two. There was a question from Eric: Watkins was the go-to captain for many, and gave me ten at home to Luton. Are we making the same mistake now? Eric says he feels safer with Son. I don't think so. It's uh, again, it's a very good fixture. It's a very, it's a player in very good form and a team performing very well. But Follow your gut feeling always. If you feel that Son is a safer captaincy candidate, that's where your armband should be. For me, I actually feel safer with Watkins as a captain. So it's a close call. There will be different opinions on that one and it might end up being pretty split towards the end of the week. But for now, I think it will be Ollie Watkins for me. The bus team, before any transfers are made, looks like Turner in goal. So who knows if I'll get a goalkeeper this week or not. Poro, Gabriel and Shimakis. And as mentioned, don't really fancy Gabriel and Shimikus this game week. Salah, Son, Gordon, Palmer, Saka, Solanke and Oli Watkins. So the front seven is absolutely fine. No transfers required there unless there's injuries between now and Thursday. Transfer thoughts. Sell Bayer or Gusto from my bench and buy Kieran Trippier. Then I can bench one of Gabriel or Simakas. Feels like a no-brainer. But it's not a no-brainer when you've got Turner and Johnson as your goalkeeper. So I'm pretty set on getting Trippier if he comes through midweek or as long as I get you know, a green light on his fitness. I think he is okay. Howe said he's okay, but he's going to chat to him to see if he's able to play midweek, which suggests he should be okay for the next Premier League game. So pretty set on Bayer or Gusto to Trippier. And then it'll be a decision. Do I bench Gabriel or Shimakis? That's one for me to figure out before the end of the week. It's a 50-50 split at the moment. And then it's whether I take a minus four or not. So the minus four would be sell Turner or Johnston and just get Dubravka, get my Newcastle defensive coverage for two good fixtures. If I think there's a chance that Turner gets dropped, then I'm looking at zero pointers for the next two game weeks for my goalkeeper. So the thinking would be minus four for Dubravka. If he plays both games and gets two points in both games, I break even on the minus four. So all I would need is one save point to be up on the deal. And to, To be fair, I probably should have did this last week. Um, I could have done Dubravka for a minus 4 last week I think it'll already be 1 point up in the deal, I think he got a 7 pointer and Turner obviously did nothing, um, so maybe should have done it last week, but still open to doing it this week as well, so it looks like it could be Trippier and Dubravka coming in for 2 game weeks, 2 good fixtures and then wildcarding in game week 20 <laughs> Thanks for taking the time to listen, folks. Have a great week. Best of luck for Game Week 18, and I'll talk to you again at some point over the weekend to preview Game Week 19. I'm determined to get a podcast out for every Game Week. If you're not interested in the Patreon stuff, you can buy me a coffee instead at buymeacoffee.com forward slash FPL General. Nice and easy. If you do so, I will send you a link to join my FPL Discord server, which is very active during this busy point in the season. Talk to you all very soon.